With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 168 of the Savage and Cruddy Sports Podcast. If you again on Thursday night, number, uh, number uh, November 16th at 7.08 p.m., um, Patriots are going to a bye week. They lost one of the worst games you'll ever see a, fo- uh, a couple football teams play. And uh, we get some Bruins stuff and other M- uh, NFL stuff, as we usually do, to talk to tonight. So without further ado, Ryan, how are you? I'm doing great. MLB Awards just came out. I'm like $240 richer now because Sal Stradamus is back, picking Shohei Otani and Ronald Acuna Jr. as the MVPs of the league. How about that? Um, we kind of touched on the awards, I think, what, last week, two weeks ago? Um, it was last week, I think. And, you know, so far, so good. I was wrong with the Blake Snell pick. Kind of surprised they gave the – or rather the uh, Zach Allen pick. Kind of surprised they gave it to Blake Snell. Other than that, things are going well. Um, and that's probably all the baseball talk we're going to do on the show tonight, unless you had anything there from the it. awards or anything that not. has caught your eye. No. Um... Fair enough. The awards yeah. always weird time. They always seem to just kind of creep up on you. Like, hey, they're giving out Rookie of the Year tonight. It's like, oh, okay, cool. It's a random Monday in uh, November. So all I had was a leftover Yoshida bonus bet for when I signed up for uh, DraftKings for Rookie of the Year. So he didn't even make the top three. So it wasn't really sweating that one. Hopefully, I can have as good of luck as you with uh, some of my NHL futures. Um, I just put one in last week too on Elias Pettersson, who was somehow still plus a thousand to win MVP. Um, well, that but, uh, that Swayman and Olmark, real quick. That uh, what the, the over twenty wins or at twenty yeah. wins or more. That that bet's looking pretty good for uh, for us yeah. so far. So kudos yeah. to you for pointing that one out to me. Yeah, come on, too easy. Um, studs and duds. Money. Patriots lose t- ten to six. I almost said twenty to six. Felt like twenty to yeah, six. I was just gonna this, say it felt like that for sure. This game was just they they find different ways to uh, blow our minds in the worst way possible. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and studs and duds, as usual, I will start with you, Ryan. Yeah, a guy that has found the studs list more so than not, probably going to find a little bit more because he is one of the few guys I feel like that is left trying on this team that is coming in every week and and, and playing very well and giving you something to enjoy watching. You talked about it, I think, last week. Um, one of the few guys that does that, Jelani Tavai. Uh, seven tackles, one pass defended against, uh, 57 snaps, played all of the defensive snaps. Of course, had to step up his role with no Juwan Bentley and filled him really nicely for him. Uh, his tip pass lit, led to the Miles Bryant interception. Uh, so I think you can give him just as much credit uh, for making that play a- as people do Bryant, rightfully so. Um, and then this I found the other day from Pro Football Focus, uh, New England Patriots on Twitter, or X, depending on how you look at it. Uh, said, quote, Jelani Tavai is in coverage this season, 153 snaps played, three first downs allowed, and no touchdowns allowed. Uh, he's been a surprisingly good coverage linebacker. Um, and as you've talked about before, he just, every game, it seems like he's all over the field playing, you know, with his hair on fire, uh, making a big play pretty much every game. Yeah, he's, he's one of the guys you can rely on now, and that's pretty nice. You want you want some uh, silver linings, even when you're kind of rooting for your team to lose. I'm not in the same camp <laughs> as I was after the uh, the Commanders game, where I was pretty bummed out. I'm just mm-hmm. you know there are some more laughable moments than that one. Not like a close game you lose at the end uh, due to a deflected pass leading to an interception. Uh, mm-hmm. Demario Douglas deserves some shine this week. Um, career high in receiving yards, six catches on nine targets. Waiting for him to get in the end zone because he's earned it. Uh, crazy what could have happened if he did this all year. Everybody said it, you know, I, I get it the first few weeks, but, mm-hmm. um, it, it lasted too long and, um, it's being shown why kid's good. He's fast. He's elusive. He's smart. Um, really not a lot to hate about this kid. I, I can't think of anything to be honest with you. And I love him. Um, just an absolute steal in the sixth round is one of those guys that early on in retrospect, you're like, why didn't he go higher? I'd probably say the size has something to do with it, but I'm not mm-hmm. a scout. Uh, probably some other factors as well. But, man, uh, did they find a gem. And it's nice when, you know, you find that gem and then the other receiver you draft you don't even trust to use. So, you know, at least there's that. That balances itself out in the end. Yeah. Yeah, he's been great. And like you said, you've hit on all the points that I, I would have hit on if he was in my studs list. Uh, spoiler alert, he is not. Um, could we have a little bit of variety when it was a tough week to find some studs here? But uh, like you said, crazy what the guy can do when he gets handed the ball. He's your best player on offense, it looks like. Um, continue to give him the football, even if the quarterbacks kind of stink and make mistakes. At least he is one again, one of the few guys that are actually fun and enjoyable to watch out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And our one of two studs are in different order, but the same two guys. Yep. I have Ramondre Stevenson as my two, as you alluded to, he is your one. So feel free to jump in whenever you can. We can flip flop back and forth. Uh, another guy that has kind of found his footing and is becoming more and more enjoyable to watch again as the weeks goes on. Ramondre Stevenson, as I said, uh, 20 rushes, 88 yards, three catches on five targets and 14 yards uh, in the air. He looked like vintage Ramondre Stevenson in this game more uh, in more ways than one. You know, ran hard, was able to find holes with with power and speed, which we like to see from him in the past. Um, saw a lot of last year, and that was still coming along this year. And then had some really nice uh, run blitz or blitz pickups as well. Again, that was you know something I think Bill Belichick talked highly of of him a lot last year. You're starting to see that more. Something I kind of alluded to last week, I think, on the show when I said like I know they have you know two solid backs, Stevenson and Zeke. But it seems like Stevenson plays better throughout the game when he is getting the bulk of the carries and getting more carries as the game goes on. You saw that in this one, and, and it, uh, it ended up being true. So good to see Stevenson these last couple of weeks find his footing again, uh, put together a couple of nice games here and there. Yeah, and I might as well just get to him. He's my number one, but it yep. kind of makes more sense of hopping around. Uh, that's another guy. Like They didn't really know how to use him. He was struggling a little bit. I feel like his usage was weird to start not like going with you know what works best 
now that it is working, um, it's working quite nicely. And I want to give a shout out to Zeke too, because he also had a good game. Um, which is, you know, he's a guy that's been stepping up too, not quite as like explosively for the most mm-hmm. part as Stevenson, but Zeke has uh, found a nice fit here, and I'm glad they brought him in because it again it gives you something to watch. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean Ramondre like getting a little bit back to uh, maybe not full form from last year, but pretty close, and I'm mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty satisfied because I did get a little worried early on that you know whether it was uh, what they were scheming up for him or him himself, something that you know of a funk or a sophomore slump. I hate the sophomore slump term, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's good. I like it. Yeah, how can you not? Again, when there's not a lot to watch in this team that is enjoyable, it's nice to have a couple of these guys here and there. Uh, and this guy, I think, is fully in the the category of that. Christian Barmore, probably like the third or fourth week in a row, he finds his way to the studs list. Uh, my one, your two, four tackles, one tackle for a loss, one quarterback hit, uh, two and a half hurries and played 39 snaps, which was 68% of the defensive snaps. Also had uh, three run stuffs from Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. Had that the other day on Felgren Maz. Um, had to go up against Quentin Nelson. That is not an easy task to do in the NFL. One of the better offensive linemen across the league. Um, and Barmore played really, really well. Another game where he seemed to be all over the field. I uh, was making some big plays here and there in a game that was, I think, more, you know, more on the defensive side than anything else. You can maybe say that with, you know, how bad the quarterbacks played, that it just was that type of game. But Barmore stood out nonetheless uh, and continues to, believe, to be a great piece of this defense and hopefully a guy that you can count on moving forward. Yeah, I agree. Um... I just love Christian Barmore every week now. Um, he's in the mix. He's powerful. Plays with aggression. Love him a lot. Um, he's a beast, and I hope this continues. Another guy, you know, looking for silver linings here. He is becoming one of the consistent guys. Um, I want to get to my number three dud first because uh, I hate Lawrence Guy. Um, yeah, you've turned on him very quickly, it seems. he's He should be a superhero with his invisibility powers. Like, he just – he truly does nothing. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy how you can be in the middle of the defensive line and do nothing consistently like this. He's played, he played 49% of snaps. There's no excuse. He sucks. A guy that yeah. wanted more money. I was just going to say that. I wonder if that's kind of reared its its ugly head again of, you know, that that's crept back into his mind that like the at this point, stuff, but if you're, if you're, if you're this bad, just get rid of guys like this. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so sick of watching guys like this who are just anti-football pussies, him and Trent Brown before Trent Brown got hurt. They're talking about money and then they're not consistent. Like it's not even, it's, it's not even the play. It's just showing up. You never see these guys doing anything impactful and it, it bugs the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks because this is again no pun intended a guy that you could I feel like rely on pretty heavily and was really good these yeah. last couple of years and then now again the the contract stuff comes out this year and I don't think it's too crazy to say they go hand in hand the, the play has dipped I don't know how many I forgot to look it up when you put him in here I don't know if you had it at the top of your head if he had like snaps diminished or anything but no it, I didn't see anything about that he had okay fair enough he played forty nine percent of the oh yeah so snaps. right up there with you know half of so it. It's a performance thing at this point. It's a guy that I think you have to look. Yeah, washed. Yeah, you have to look at moving forward and say, can Get we rid. rely on him? Probably not. Maybe you have to cut bait at the end of the season because it. I'd has, rather just see a young bad. guy. Like, see what you have in Sam Roberts some more. Like, mm. I don't care. Yeah, I think at this point, maybe we'll touch on that. You know, after the studs and duds things, but I think at this point, the consensus is pretty much start playing the kids that you have, see what you have in some of these guys. Um, and maybe again weed out some of these guys that may not want to be here moving forward. Maybe Lawrence Guy is one of those guys. Yeah. I want uh, gone. Fair season. enough. I cheated again. I put the whole special teams unit as my number That's three okay. dud. 
because it, it is spoiler alert because you did the same thing coming up here which mm-hmm. i commend you for um but yeah the whole special teams unit it has stunk most of the year for the most part it was not good in this game uh chad ryland missed what i feel like a lot of people would consider a chip shot 35 yard field goal uh which would have made the game seven to six uh his now his fifth missed field goal on the season by the way nick folk waited until this past week to miss his first he's 21 for 22 um, and his first miss was a 51 yarder. Meanwhile, Chad Ryland can't knock down chip shots, which is great to see. Uh, and he's one for three on 50 plus yarders. So not, uh, not a great move there, Bill, again, trading up in the fourth round or whatever it was for a kicker when you had a pretty good one and didn't really hit, show any signs of slowing down. Uh, you had just a laughable play of no one being back to recover a 69 yard punt. Um, so that was good in the game when you're already, you know, struggling to get things going on offense. Um, you give up the 42-yard kick return to Isaiah McKenzie, who just continues to play really well against the Patriots, whether he's with the Colts or the Bills or whatever it may be. Uh, that drive, of course, ended in what ended up being the final score of the game, 10-6, to the field goal that Indianapolis hit. Um, and then Bryce Barringer had two touchbacks again. Um, so not a good game for the, the punting unit as a whole and the special teams unit as a whole. And again, it's something Bill Belichick prides himself on. You continue to have these stupid mistakes, and it continues to just show – how depleted this roster is and how dumb this team is and how, as we'll get to probably later, uh, it might be time to move on uh, from, you know, multiple coaches, starting with the head coach, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. We'll talk about that later. I have my thoughts, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'll give Ryland a little bit of benefit to doubt. After uh, one game, the weather was a little rough and there was some wind, but overall Fair it just hasn't, hasn't been a, a great rookie season for him, no matter how you slice it. And yeah, it's funny how Isaiah McKenzie, a guy who probably wouldn't have played, uh, I forget, who who was hurt that he played more? I saw leading up to the game. Was Downs uh, in? Yeah. I can't remember if I saw him or not. Downs I played. He was questionable. He, I feel like he didn't play that much. Uh, okay. He wasn't wasn't there as consistently. I feel like at least um, I'm going with the O line because it just felt like every time they needed to give Max space in a, like a somewhat crucial moment, anywhere from literally second to fourth down, you could, you know, if you're looking at the film, I don't know, but it felt like no matter what it was on just crucial plays, uh, late downs. They just had nothing, and it's not even just like letting them get to Mac after a while. It's just you know getting blown by a few times. Mm-hmm. I just like I don't understand. Like it's not the strongest unit personnel wise anymore, but like this shit needs to stop with like the inconsistency because like look the Colts are have a decent pass rush, but they shouldn't be cooking you like this. Like DeForest mm-hmm. Buckner, the yep. Buckner is still good, but his best days were in San Fran. I'd say Quiddy Pay got hurt at some point. Don't even know if he came back. Um, Deo. Not even going to try to pronounce his name. Uh, had some plays. I think he had a sack, maybe a sack and a half or something. Um, it's it's not this lights out unit. Um, and they made the Patriots all I made it look like that. And um, I hate to say it, but David Andrews is looking rough at times too, uh, mm-hmm. which really pains me to say. But um, in City Sal, the the luster kind of wore off a little bit in this game, as you're going to get to. Yeah. Um, Michael Wenu, I don't really have anything to point out for him. I don't know if he was really a part of it. Nothing that I noticed. And Cole Strange is fucking horrible. Like what Another a what an horrible what a predict pick. an unbelievably predictably bad draft pick. Never draft a guard in the first round unless it's like this no doubter like top fifteen player. Not this mm-hmm. guy who's not even a guaranteed first rounder at a Chattanooga. Like oh god, that other, team, that other teams laugh at you as we've talked about before. Laugh at you. Could have had Trent McDuffie. Could have had fucking. I think. Wait, did Trent, I don't know. Trent McDuffie might have went uh, before, but um, no, I think he, McDuffie went with the pick they traded originally. Uh, great. Yeah, that draft. sounds about you know, right. Yep. Just the best. Oh, that was a um, twenty twenty two draft. 
let's let's take a look. Let's take a look. Let's revisit this for anybody who um, doesn't have it off the top of their head who they could have had instead of Cole Strange. Let's let's run off some names, Ryan, shall we? We got some time. So, I mean, you could run bit. off names that whole draft, seeing that what oh, there no. might be one or two guys from the 2022 draft. I saw a tweet. I forgot to put it in the outline, though, how many guys have been failures from that draft. I mixed up the uh, Chiefs draft picks. McDuffie went 21. Carl Loftus would have been a nice guy to have off the edge, I guess. I don't know if they would have drafted an edge rusher. Dax Hill, good young safety. Lewis Seen, don't really feel like he's been super healthy, so I don't know about him. I haven't really seen him that much. Christian Watson, Reese Hall, don't really need a running back. Jalen Petrie. Jalen Petrie is a stud for Baylor. Definitely would take him. Uh, I would take Kyler Gordon. I'd take Boye Mafe. I would take – yeah, that's really about it, honestly. But those are some names. The uh, point George still Pickens. stands. George Pickens is a little bit Absolutely. further down, but yeah, um, the he's point kind stands. of a, a cuckoo, but I take him too. Brian Cook went late uh, second round. That's a little bit of a reach, but uh, we're getting a little far, a little long winded here. But you get my point, you know. Yep. Do a little one of those exercises, and Ryan. Wait. Oh, you have your number two dot. I almost got ahead of myself. I do. I went. I, I went out. simpler. You like you said, you took the whole offensive line. I took one guy to stand out, but I do have a stat in it that backs up your. Uh, claim that the offensive line as a whole was bad because it was. Um, but I picked so as mine. Uh, two sacks, one hit. He'd been good up until this game, so I'm not going to knock him too much. Just a rough game here. Um, like I said, the offensive line as a whole was horrible when it came to pass blocking so much. So the Patriots pretty much said we're running the ball the entire second half, which was smart. Ended up almost working out for them. Uh, you know, un- until their two quarterbacks proved to be the, the biggest idiots in the NFL. Um, but this stat, like I said, according to ESPN, it said, "quote." Uh, since 2000, the five sacks allowed in the first half tied a high for the Patriots under Bill Belichick, uh, joined Brady in 2015 when that happened, and then Sam Cassell, of course, in the 2008 season when he had to take over for Brady. Um, Matt yeah, Castle. not good. Matt Castle. Did I say Sam Cassell? Yeah. I get the Celtics on the mind. They're like the one of two good teams remaining in Boston. So, um, yeah, Matt Castle. Everyone knows that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, so was not good. The offensive line was not because as a whole. I think we've kind of beat that horse to death here. Um, so we're going to move on to number one, the consensus that you can take as we flip back to you. Um, pretty obvious if you watch this game. And it's it's so funny because, like, I wasn't following his stats. The game went on. But, like, he only – like, 15 for 20, that's fine. Like, if, if you win a close game in that, like, low scoring, that's fine. But, like, it's crazy that it, he was that efficient, you mm-hmm. know, with the passes he did throw because he, they were just all nothing. It was nothing. He was one read Mac. He was panic Mac. Yep. And the interception was off the top of my head, the worst throw I've ever seen. And it, it left me in a mental tailspin for a good 10 minutes, just mm-hmm. like gawking, gawking. Matt, who's listening can attest to this mm-hmm. just in, in pure disbelief. Um, he it's, it's just not happening here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a change it's, of scenery needs just to happen. Not. The change I, keep... of, I don't care what you do around it. Like you're in a position where you could actually, you know, do that on a different level with a top three pick and an early mm-hmm. second. It's not going to work. Like, even if it does work, it's not worth risking. It's, it's no, just yeah. not. If you, if you draft Marvin Harrison, say draft us today, you draft Marvin Harrison and you draft like Jaden Daniels and Mac Jones starts the season as the QB and it doesn't work. You're wasting the start of his career. Yep. Like, and Marvin Harrison could be the best receiver in the league someday. Mm-hmm. It is the, there's too much shit coming out of a Mac Jones, his teammates, you know, not vibing with him and coaches getting mad. Bill O'Brien's got mad at him a bunch this year. Belichick has 
apparently there's reports here and there of Kraft and Belichick not seeing eye to eye on him. You know, whatever you want to say. There's there's so many unsubstantiated reports that I feel like people are like, oh, this and this about Mac Jones, then nothing happens about it. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's just speculated on by guys. I'm not like throwing them under the bus here, but like I feel like it's guys like Tommy Curran and Bert Breer who are sent, sending these out that like I think don't get proven because the Patriots are so tight lipped. It's not like a, a shot on their sources. I just think that's how it is. It just mm-hmm. bugs me how like that's just how the organization is. We never find out if these things are true until like maybe years later. Yeah, I was just gonna um, say five or ten years down the road when like a book comes out or we'll, something. We'll yeah. Find, yeah, we'll find out about this in a book or someone will give a scoop to sports radio guys. Um, it's just all speculation, and it got to the point where whether it's true or not. You you absolutely fucking cannot, especially if you have a new coach. Start with Mac Jones next year. You, no, you this, just can't. He's, he's so fundamentally far broken, broken in the system. Yeah. It's just it's not going to work. No. Yeah, I mean, I've said it a couple weeks now. It's gotten tougher and tougher to defend him. I think after this performance, it, it, there's just no defending him anymore. Just because I mean, I like you see it in games. There is ability that is still there. The throws we talked about before, you know, you have the drops from guys like Rieger and, and, and Parker, but then you have just, like you said, the dumbest plays you will ever see on one of the worst interceptions thrown that I'm sure you saw the video from, from right behind it, which makes it look a thousand times worse than it already was. Uh, another throw in this game too, the people have pointed out as well, that just underhand kind of heave to Ramondre Stevenson um, that he was lucky that didn't get picked off on a ball that just kind of flooded out to him. So like the decision-making just, it, it, you said it, he's broken. I don't think there's any fixing him here. There's no really point anymore. I think after the season to keep him here. Now we'll talk about in a second, w- what do you do with him going forward? Cause obviously we saw him get benched again and Zappy come in um, and Bill Belichick give the most bullshit excuse I've ever heard as to why Zappy came into this game saying, you know, oh, I, I thought it was time to make a change because, yeah, two minutes left to go in the football game, put your back the quarterback in who hasn't played, yeah, hasn't played pretty much the entire good. season. Yeah, and I think even, I was gonna, I'm going to mess it up, it was Devin McCourty on the game, right, not Jason, if you can remember back there. I think I it was Devin. No, dude. Um, I, like, this game was a blur. Fair times. enough, but whichever McCourty it was brought up a good point that was like, how is this going to work? You can't imagine Bailey Zappi's been running the two-minute drill in practice, so this probably isn't going to end well for the Patriots, and it didn't. Uh, the funny thing about this too was watching this game at work. Uh, a buddy of mine uh, in passing was like, "Oh, what score the Patriots game?" I'm like, "Oh, it's ten to six. They're getting the ball back um, with around like they get the ball with like seven minutes to go. They'll be good." And he he goes, "Oh, they'll, they'll be good. They'll, they'll come back and win the game." I go, "No, it's not going to happen." I go, "Mac will probably do something stupid, get him downfield, and throw a pick with four minutes left." Come to find out, I was or with two minutes left, and come to find out, I was two minutes too late or too early uh, when he throws an interception runner on the four minute mark. So. Another inexcusable play. Uh, we can jump right into it now as we transition here, unless you had anything else um, from studs and does that you wanted to add. But I think a pick like that, I think what you saw from Bill O'Brien on the sideline, as you pointed out, um, just kind of the uncertainty moving forward. I, I think he's done here. I don't think you can, coming out of the bye week, play him another week. I think maybe you do this just to protect him at this point because I can't imagine things get much worse, but we still do have, a you know, what, five, six weeks left to go coming out of the bye week. So where are you sitting with this? Are you are you going with Mac Jones coming out of the bye? Or are you more so give it to Zappy, give it to maybe Greer or Cunningham if you want to give either of those guys a look? What's your plan moving forward if you have one? Because like you said, there have been some stuff come out. I have some things come out um, about the potential future of Jones and what people think about him. So I don't know if you wanted to dive in, in, into any of those things. You know, quarterbacks get benched and they play, but – 
a quarterback who's gone benched multiple times, including in a winnable game overseas, for a quarterback that's worse than him mm-hmm. in a two-minute drill is different. Tommy Curran, another guy reporting that they might go Will Greer. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Will Greer at this point is probably going to be better than Mac Jones. Like, I'd like to see, rate, yeah. Just give like, me something. Ment- mentally, Mac Jones is not right. Will Greer is a guy that ended the preseason on a motivated note, got released and balled out in a preseason game. I'd like to see him at least get a shot. Like if mm. if you want, like if you really want to just not go with Mac Jones, it should be Will Greer. You gain nothing from Bailey Zappi at this point. You gain nothing from Malik Cunningham besides putting him out there for some fun plays. Like yeah. he's just he's not going to be a, a guy you play a full in a full NFL game. He's just not. He's one of those kind of gadget guys that you know we see every, like one or two of them every year. At this point, I I think you have the most to gain from Will Greer, and if you want to just keep the keep it going, um, just go with Mac Jones and see what happens. Because like mm-hmm. in the end, at the end of the day, if you lose games, it's better for the long run. It's better for the post Belichick era because I don't think he's coaching this team next season. Um, like you have to just embrace it at this point. It the, the worse and worse it gets, the more and more you have to embrace it. And I think your odds of getting a better traffic might be the best with Mac Jones. Realistically, they're the best with Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi would complete like eight passes in a game, yep. realistically, the way he plays. I like him. He's just not good. Like, he's somehow worse than Mac Jones, who's been the worst quarterback in the league. You can make the case this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe I put so many futures on the Patriots win total and uh, Mac Jones. Fuck, was I wrong? And I'm going to. I just said that to it. my dad downstairs talking um, about the baseball bets. I'm like, well, we know my two Patriots ones of Christian Gonzalez winning defensive rookie of the year and the Patriots winning over seven and a half games are definitely not yeah. going to hit. So I'm just, I'm just hoping for Will Greer from the sake of just not having to watch Mac at this point. I don't think mm-hmm. Will Greer is going to come out and win big games for you. I think he's just going to provide better service, more serviceable quarterback play. If they want that, this benching is different. Like two minute drill, a four point game. Mm-hmm. And he gets benched. This one feels different. Like, what do you what do you really gain from putting Mac back out there? Like, I don't not really much. Think if you, you I mean, if anything. you want to embarrass him more and put him in an even worse spot and, and really just try to kill his NFL career, like if he continues to make these type of mistakes, then I think you do that. If you're that big of an a hole, which Bill Belichick might be at this point, yeah, he um, is. Let's be real. Yeah, exactly. But I'm with you. I kind of listening to you talk about it. I feel like we're kind of in the same spot we were, maybe not to the same extent of a couple of years back. Uh, where we had this discussion of, you know, Jared Stidham sitting there, why not play him to see what you have in him to finish out the year when, you know, you had the Cam Newton year. Um, I'm with you. Like, I, I same exact thing. Zappy's not going to win you any games. Um, and not, not like he lost to that game on, on Sunday. But again, you see him come in. Uh, he's throwing footballs through guys. Passes aren't there. And then he has a bad interception too. So I go with Greer, you know, if unless you want to, come out with Zappy just because, you know, he is technically the the actual backup. Give him a couple games if things don't work out, which they probably won't. Then go to Greer for the final couple. Um, but just to see what you have in him, like do something, make it different. Um, like I said, you have, all, you mentioned it too. You have all these reports now that have come out. Um, the Andrew Callahan one that I kind of wanted to see, you know, because when these tend to come out, you're more so on the side of like, I don't really believe these. Um, I'm kind of in wait and see mode. So the Andrew Callahan one, they, of course, with the, that's the people the thing, like they're so tight lipped, like you never hear a follow up. It's like, oh, whoa, is this actually happening? And then it's, it just dies. Well, that was the thing about because you mentioned the Tommy Curran one about how the, the actual quote was around the, the along the lines of like, he's almost certainly going to be benched. We'll probably be demoted to the third string quarterback going forward. Um, Tommy Curran then had to come out because that was a dog Cleman treat tweet. Um, and Curran said, you know, that's all speculation. But it was funny after that tweet came out. 
the Patriots probably did it on purpose just to not have the media scrum and everything. Um, but Mac Jones in practice on Wednesday was taking snaps with all the starters and Zappy and Greer were both working with the backup. So it's not like the Patriots were going to give anything away of who their quarterback's going to be. And that'll, that will probably change going into the next game. Um, but the Callahan one was interesting talking about, you know, team sources estimated that about 80% of the locker room is out on Jones. Another said uh, the vast majority of players are done with him. Both said the lack of belief spreads to both sides of the ball uh, with a shared sense that Jones Jones's worst mistakes negate the best efforts of his teammates. It is That one's interesting to me because, I mean, we have heard kind of that leak out, as you said before, at times this season, and then, and then they just tend to go away. Uh, so I'm curious with now the extra bye week or the extra week of prepping and everything, do you start to hear a little bit more about that? You know, do guys, maybe you hear some backtracking of, you know, the locker room's still good. Um, you're just, just kind of in wait and see mode just because of where you're at right now. Um, I think we're both in agreement here. Coming out of the bye week, don't think you can probably put Mac Jones out there anymore. Go with somebody else. If they want to throw Zappy to the Wolves, go for it. It is only going to improve your draft um, slot and your draft capital. So if you want to do that, yeah. I'm down for it. Yeah, at this point, I'm just overly sick of it. Like, I kind of feel like they would have done it already, but they also have so much time with the bye week. So we'll see. True. My gut tells me they won't do it, but I just, I'm hoping they do. Um, You've had so much bullshit with this team outside of the play, like off the field. You got the Jack Jones stuff, JC Jackson, Jack Jones refuting it. I don't believe him for a fucking second. Um, and let's be honest, Jack Jones is an asshole. I'm so glad he's gone. Yeah. This, this kid has so, much, has so much entitlement, like for a guy that came into the league with draft issues. You're going after fan accounts on Twitter after you get released by the only oh, team that didn't wanted see you. that. He's going after the savage Boston, whatever the fuck guy, these fan accounts that peddle fucking quotes all day, like Dov Kleeman. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Like the the Raiders are the perfect spot too, because he's got his old coach from high school, and I believe college too. They love criminals. I was just gonna say they love scumbag players. Like, so. Say what you want about, you know, the charges and you know how he got away with them. Like he still had two guns in a fucking airport. Like mm-hmm. That's that's not that's where that's my whole thing untrue. comes from. And, and you I, I'm talk so about glad they did something. There mm-hmm. needs to be something for lack of performance for bullshit off the field to be done to shock the locker room. And there were players that were shocked about this. And I'm glad they're doing something. Make it bill next. Mm-hmm. Fucking make a change of quarterback if you need to. Like, who cares at this point? The, the team is broken. The locker room is broken. Do what you need to do. Like, don't be afraid at this point. If you're Robert Kraft, you have to be so beyond pissed off that you should want to go scorched earth. You should say you want to clean house, do everything you can to, to try to change the culture a little bit here. My my thing on the Jack Jones stuff, um, you know, it, it's just crazy to me. And it, I feel like this is just, you said, just the, how the type of stupid this guy is that like how your season started off again, like you said, yeah, you did. You did get off on the whole guns charges and everything thing, but that's how your season started off, man. So you're already you know, behind it as it is. And you still just come out and act like you don't care. Um, and clearly, like you clearly don't care about anything. Um, you're up here talking about, you know, the, the rate, you think the Raiders are going to be elite stuff like that, not a care in the world, whatever. So I just, I, I don't get it how you can start your year off like that. The whole team still decides to back you and still decides to play you because that again, just shows how desperate they are when it comes to roster construction. And, and he's actually go good. Forward. Yeah, and you have a little bit of skill here. So, like, a guy you could, if you get your head out of your ass, could be used right um, and just couldn't do that, couldn't get out of his own way. Um, so I, I'm with you. I'm glad this is where it's at now. Um, 
Would have loved to have seen J.C. Jackson be the next guy I move because this is a guy we talked about last week. Uh, should have been released right then and there when it was it came out I that he wasn't even going to make the trip. Um, and again, just goes into the, the poor roster construction and how you kind of need these guys because you have nobody else. Now, of course, the Patriots will scramble to find another corner that can replace Jack Jones. But at this point, again, we're, we're sitting here praying for better draft picks and draft spots. So who cares at this point? But again, at least it's a step in the right direction to get what looked like to be a, a pretty bad, you know, character type of thing moving forward. And a guy that you don't want in the locker room having these type of problems with the season already going down the tubes like it has been. Yeah, I'm just it just gets worse and worse every week. And now it really does. It's something new every week, which at least is entertaining to just come on here and talk about how just, you know, what what stupid things are they gonna do next? Um, but for you know, being a fan's sake of things, it's really just Jesus Christ. Could we go one week without having some sort of massive problem? But it doesn't seem yeah. to be the case. God, it's so stupid. And now it's just going to be a week of, is Belichick going to go to LA? Is he going to go to Washington? Is he going to replace Vrabel in Tennessee? The Titans are 3-13 and 13 in the last 16 games, by the way. I don't think yeah. uh, Vrabel's job is anywhere close to safe. And... um Just get rid of him. I don't even know where I was going with that. This team just is keep it team, short and simple. Just this team is my brain in a tornado sometimes. Yeah, I mean th- that's where I'm at. I've been talking about it for a while now, or I've said it for a while now. I don't think anything changes until you get rid of Bill because he he's not going to change his ways. Um, clearly, as you've talked about, he he's he has lost the locker room. I feel like um, I I can't imagine how much this gets, how worse this gets, but. Again, I wonder still, if part of the reason they haven't done it is because they're waiting for Tennessee to make the first move. Because if they fire, that. if they fire Vrabel, that Kraft will be all over it. Oh, absolutely, yeah, without a like, doubt. And I, that's be, that would be yeah. the route. I know you just said they're three and thirteen, three and yeah, thirteen in the last sixteen. You said I, I'd yep. still bring Vrabel in here in a heartbeat. Again, culture change. Um, at least you hope it's a culture change. You hope it's not a, a former Patriot coming back and is going to still try to you know win with the old Patriot way and, and whatnot. Because again, yeah, I think you need a fresh voice in here. Um, with fresh ideas, but the the whole thing about him going to the Chargers is hilarious to me. Like, if, he, if Bill wants to go out and ruin that franchise, because, you know, they're already, I, I don't think that would work out there um, with the style of the, the team they have, but, like, to me, I feel like for, for Bill, it's like Washington or bust, which we talked about last See, week. See, I don't, I'm, I'm way more on the Tennessee thing right now. Are you just flip, would you just flip quarter, mm-hmm. or quarterbacks, flip um, coaches? Yeah, I think he's from Tennessee, too. Okay, that does make more sense. Yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. Tennessee is more defensive-minded, so I feel more like. natural. Like, yeah. I feel like Washington would have already fired Rivera early mm-hmm. in the season when things got a little bad, that three-game lose streak. And he, Ron Rivera just truly does nothing on that sideline, I think. No, I think he, he, just, he just kind of stands there. he's just an NPC. Yep. And he just hasn't been a good coach for a while. Um the commanders, like, you know, they got new ownership and everything. So I'm not going to say they're a shit show. You know, they've got some things together, but um, I don't know. Like, the Washington thing, I, ha- I have some doubts on. The Chargers thing makes sense because of Herbert. Mm-hmm. Um, the I one that's Belichick would love Will Levis. And mm-hmm. I don't know, just off of, you know, gut feeling, but I don't know. Man. The one that's funny to me that keeps coming up is the Raiders because one, obviously, the Raiders just got out from a horrible situation in Josh McDaniels. And now, if they, uh, as we've seen, we'll get into the uh, week recap in a second here. Um, but have looked pretty good under a new head coach. If they make the same mistake again, they did, they did it with Passaccia. Almost, I think they almost made the playoffs. It did make the playoffs that that year with him, uh, and then canned him next year. The next year for McDaniel's, and that didn't work out. 
If they do yeah. that again for another Patriot mind, like that would just be the sole ultimate Raiders thing. And then could you imagine, you know, Jack Jones sticks around there. Now Bill Belichick's walking in the door to be the head coach again. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I don't know why the Raiders. Yeah. Why would they would ever entertain that or why people would even consider making that a, a spot for Bill Belichick? Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just, I just want, I want real change. Mm-hmm. Um, week 10 Panthers and bears didn't watch first nope. game this year. I just chose not to watch. Didn't watch. Didn't want to. 16 to 13 bears. <laughs> That's pretty much all you get uh, for specific. I didn't care to. No, I didn't either. I just was kind of keeping again at work, keeping an eye on it just for something to do. Kill time. Uh, it was another week, another Donta Foreman game. He had 21 rushes, 80 yards and a touchdown. Another week, another garbage Bryce Young performance where he had 185 yards, no touchdowns, no picks this week, which was good. Uh, but three sacks because he loves getting sacked um, and a quarterback rating of 68.4. And then as we're going to get into the theme here for, you know, it seemed like week 10 was week, of, you know, the week of the kickers, Cairo Santos outdueled Eddie Pinheiro, um, who missed one field goal. Santos was perfect. That oh, ended yeah. up being the difference of the game. When oh, the game yeah, comes down to a kicker duel or kicker battle, probably not an entertaining game, unless you have uh, one of these more high scoring games that we're going to get into, but uh, like this next one coming up, but not good. And in another week too, where Texans fan or Panthers fans have to be sitting there going, man, we really screwed up with the first overall pick yeah yeah they did mm-hmm. and i have nothing more to add those teams oh. both suck um yes they do the texas and the bengals the game i was looking forward to the most devin singletary pulled some shit out of his ass with uh, uh no pun intended with 30 151 a nice clean stat line nice uh divisible stat line and noah brown is nasty um 153 Apparently. and then 172 um, Sheldon Rankins had a big game. Jamar Chase had a big day. Tyler Boyd had a big day, and CJ Stroud has the clutch gene. It appears. It does. Uh, the Texans win thirty to twenty-seven in a thoroughly enjoyable game. Yeah, like I mean, CJ Stroud again, short sample size, but each week he is looking more and more like the real deal. Um, you know, obviously can can go toe to toe, blowing teams out, put up stats, or for now two weeks in a row, uh, as you said, has that clutch gene to show that he can lead a game-winning drive when he needs to. Um, and the Bengals continue to, to kind of just teeter. It seems like, like I don't, you, we kind of thought they were going to sort of take off a little bit. They fall back here. Uh, we, you know, an up and down game from Burrow. Joe Mixon had a, a, a meh performance. It was really, like you said, Chase and, and boy were the two that stood out. And now T Higgins again, cannot seem to stay healthy. Um, so that you think we'll have to linger throughout the remainder of the season. We'll see how much it handicaps them. Yes. Um, 49ers 34, Jaguars 3. It turns out Brock Purdy is still good when he has his safety blankets. Uh, mm-hmm. Debo didn't even go off, but I don't know. It's It's gotten to the point for me where, like, it just makes him comfortable, and he just plays better. Not even, like, they light it up for him. Like, mm-hmm. he just has – like, it's like they create an aura around him, like a bubble of yep. some sort. He's a bubble um, boy. I don't quite know how to explain it. Maybe we should consult a scientist. Um CMC bet on him for a touchdown, second time all year, doesn't get it, um, ruins the parlay there. Uh, Travis ETM or ETM ETN, um, a rare quiet week. He's had a tremendous season, and uh, Trevor Lawrence, this guy needs to figure it out. Like he has one of two of these games every year, it seems like. But like, like gets on a roll and then recently, just starts to suck out of nowhere. He 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 hasn't had these monster games like he had a few of last year. He's been either mediocre or pretty bad, I feel like. I don't know what's up with him. Like, the team is solid around him. Mm-hmm. 
sure the the 49ers defense when they're going are you know the most one of the most talented units in the league um they're active five sacks two picks 10 quarterback hits six pass deflections four tackles lost two forced fumbles both recovered um and chase young had some uh some decent stats in his debut but i don't know man the the jaguars they're just they're not on that level of a contender Rod's question mark after one week what is it frauds question mark after a one week performance like this no, a it's of, a lot it's, of teams being exposed season. lately. It's the whole it really season. Is. Yeah, it really is. They're so weird. Mm-hmm. They're hard to well, get think, a read on. I think the the 49ers kind of expose them a little bit. If you limit Travis Etienne, which they did, and you have mm-hmm. you make Trevor Lawrence try to beat you, it's probably not going to end well. Unless yeah, he like has Calvin, one of these Calvin monster Ridley, performances, like you said. I don't know what they had for, hopes for Calvin Ridley, but like he hasn't been the game breaker he could have been for them, so mm-hmm. that hurts. I feel like they don't use him half the time, though. Like It's yeah, mainly Christian too. Kirk and Etienne, which, and that's really it. Like my, Evan Ingram my hasn't NFL, had a great year. My NFL futures this year, horrible. OBJ over touchdowns. Calvin Ridley over touchdowns. Justin Jefferson over total receptions. Awful. Oh, that's, yeah, and Jameer Gibson. You, you catch Jameer a bad Gibson, break Jalen Carter one. for rookies of the year. Jalen Carter might win some money for me, though, because uh, he's fucking unbelievable. Zach Martin had a lot of praise for him, which was really cool, because Zach Martin is one of the best there is out there. Um, Vikings 27, Saints 19. Um I love Josh Dobbs. He's such an awesome story this year. He's, like he is, he is, he is the man, the the man, the pastor, not the best nickname in the league. So easy to root for. Um, he he's good too. Like I'm, I'm kind of getting the vibes. Like there's a quarterback every year, you know, plays more than he might might have you know needed to due to injuries and stuff. And you're like, oh, he's gonna get a big contract and suck. I think Josh Dobbs might just be good. Yeah, you think he so? did it in I... Arizona. I kind of leaned towards it fell off a little it bit. Did. It did. Yeah, it towards started to crumble a little bit towards the end. But Josh Dobbs, like, if you give him ten mil a year to be like a spot starter, I think he's gonna be fine, like a better Gardner Minshew. And mm-hmm. when he starts, I think you got like a 75-25 chance of him being good. And I, I love the guy. Love I don't the know guy. If that's too crazy to say. Yeah, I mean, he's been like I said. Never. We said I said it start uh, when we first started. You know, NFL stuff this year. Like the games he comes out, I didn't realize he was as mobile as a quarterback as he was because he. It seems like knows when to take off, knows when there's pressure there, to, you know, not to make a stupid play. Um, and then the impressive thing too is, you know, two weeks in, he's looked like he's been there all year. So there really hasn't been any hiccups since coming over at the, at the deadline to the Vikings. Um, he's been great, and the Vikings have obviously got a shot in the arm when they needed one with, uh, obviously, the, the tough break of Cousins going down. He's fit in perfectly for them. Yeah, and I want to put this in the middle of the podcast because I forgot to send it to, uh, say at the beginning, and you know maybe not everybody listens to the end of the show, the, uh, the outro. Uh, we will be off next week for anybody who might be expecting us uh, for the holiday and stuff. I got some travel as well. Not going to um, record a podcast on the yeah. day of Thanksgiving or the night and of Thanksgiving. Thanks, not a everybody trip. goes out for Thanksgiving Eve. I'm going to New York the day after mm-hmm. uh, for my birthday weekend. Very excited. Bruin, going to the Bruins game and the Pats game. Oh, Woof. That's right. You get to um, sit through Patriots Giants. Oh, oh, God. Maybe the worst game ever. Um, maybe you'll TJ see a tie. Hawkinson. What? I said, maybe you'll see a tie. Would that be worth it if you go there and you see a tie? Yes, I would love okay. to see a tie. That'd be so funny. Um, you can sit there and go, yeah, I saw the Patriots yeah. and Giants. They they tied on, on Sunday. Like, it was awesome. A little less than a week ago, the Patriots were four and a half point favorites early on, which is so stupid. That's wild. They, they yeah. just shouldn't even allow betting on the game. No. Um, you can only bet the under or something. And TJ Hawkinson, I will say, like, real quick, TJ, mm-hmm. yeah, like that should be a pick Um TJ Hawkinson is loving Josh Dobbs. He had 11 catches on 15 targets for 134 yards on a TD. Um, 
whoever is the quarterback of the future uh, for these Minnesota Vikings. Of course, you have Justin Jefferson, but just TJ Hawkinson is pretty ridiculous when he's open. He is. Um, yep. And he doesn't get enough love, so I'm going to give him some love. Um, the defense was good as well for Minnesota. They get the win. Uh, just felt like a letdown spot for me for the Vikings. That one I was a little bit back and forth on, though, um, or for the Saints, rather. Um, Steelers and Packers, this game very well could have been gross, and it wasn't completely gross. Uh, the running game was fantastic for the uh, Steelers' backfield, which I didn't expect to really see much of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Love, decent. couple picks, though. And Kenny Pickett, uh, the, pick, the pick is looking pretty bad. Uh, he just hasn't done much of anything this year. Um, I like the guy a lot, too. Um, another, you know, PMT guest. Um, good guy. Like him. Just not a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think to bring it to keep it with Barstool, I think I'm sure you saw advisors last week, uh, Portnoy talking about him and, and Mac Jones. I think he had the best line for the both of them when it was like you look up in the fourth quarter and both of these guys have stats where it's like five for 11, six for 12 with like 62 yards or whatever the, the actual stat was he gave out. And it's so true because none of these guys, him or, or, or Pickett or Jones, neither one of them light up the stat sheet. Like it's you look at these games and it's 120 to 140 passing yards at this point, yeah. you know, maybe a touchdown here or there. Uh, you know, a pick or two and three or four sacks. Like, neither one of these guys are getting it done. If the Steelers want to keep winning, they're going to have to do it in their backfield, which has been great, like you said. You know, I feel like it's – you're kind of looking at what Dallas was last year. We have Jalen Warren kind of creeping up and stealing the starting job from Najee a little bit here, like uh, Pollard did to Zeke last year. I don't think that's too far-fetched to say. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Najee's contract future looks like, but I don't know. It kind of feels like when Najee's time is up, it might actually just be up. Uh, Jill Warren's good. He's faster. He's reliable at times, like you know, not better in the passing game. I feel like better in the passing game. He's pretty damn fast when he gets the open field. Um, he's a good player. Uh, Browns 33 Ravens 31, an awesome game easily could have seen this going the other way and being a little more low scoring, but I'm not entirely surprised that it wasn't Deshaun Watson on. done with a shoulder injury, wanted to play through it. But the doctor said, if, you know, if it gets hurt again, it might just be toast and that could affect the career of Deshaun Watson. He sucks. He's a loser, uh, but he has $250 million and that sucks. I will, or will have $250 million completely undeserving because he's fucking awful. Um, Jerome Ford, pretty good. Best season of the uh, week of the season. I believe Uh, Kareem Hunt gets in the end zone. Amari Cooper quietly good this year, not consistently, but has quietly decent season. And Elijah Moore did something. Um, And the running game continues to be an identity thing for uh, the Ravens the last few weeks, Gus Edwards has been awesome for the most part, for the large part of things. Not great numbers, but when you have two backs get in the end zone, you'll take that. Zay Flowers had one of his bigger games in a while. He's been a little quiet at times. Um, and as you have noted here, two big pick six, sixes. You don't really often see pick sixes on both sides. Yeah, um, This game was a game, ton yeah. of fun, too. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to be like Texans at Bengals level, but it exceeded it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the Browns – are so weird because like they shouldn't be having games like this, but they do. Mm-hmm. And um defense was not their identity in this game. Like it has been, and they won. So it's a huge win. It's a huge divisional win. And uh what a game didn't really expect it to be quite as entertaining as it was. No, I definitely took the over because I thought both these defenses were going to suffocate uh the other team's offense just wasn't the case. Under. Um, and, yeah. The, the under, did I say the over? Yeah. Well, yeah, it would have been, oh, been good if I took the over, but that wasn't the yeah. case. Um, 
Yeah, and I mean, I guess from a football standpoint, you give Deshaun Watson a little bit of credit, you know, gutting this one out for for the Browns. But as we said, you know, terrible human being, so I can't give him too much credit. Um, but yeah, and then again, of course, it, it feeds into the the weekend of kickers, Dustin Hawkins, 40-yard winner. Um, you know, good to see for the Browns keeping, you know, their playoff hopes alive and uh, a very tough division. Like you said, these division wins are going to be big uh, when the season comes down to it because I think a lot of these teams are separated by, you know, maybe a game or less at this point. Agreed. Um, the Browns, weird team this year, but like in a good way. Yep. Um, this scrappy. game was predictably gross. Uh, Titans and Bucks, Bucks 20, Titans 6. Are you um, back on Will your Levis, Will Levis bust? Uh... I am a Will Levis hater, so I'm loving this. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird guy. Um, don't like the vibe around him. And he sucks. The guy that puts right now, his coffee. Right now, at this point, banana in the coffee, eating full bananas. Or no, mayo in the coffee, eating full bananas. Um, Man in the, the coffee would be really bad. He just seems like he tries to be an edgy guy. I don't, I don't like guys like that. I don't like guys with his stupid quaffed haircut. Don't mm-hmm. like him. Don't like the vibes. It's from Newton. Don't care. Um, <laughs> bad vibes guy. Don't. I don't like anything surrounding him. Uh, it's just always been that way since I first discovered him in college. Um, this game sucked. The Bucks defense looked like the Bucks defense of old. Um, Kalijah Kansi is not getting talked about enough in the interior defensive line. He's so explosive. Their first rounder this year. Um, Yaya Diaby, for anybody who didn't know that name, that name exists. Real guy. Um, and Devin White. Devin White, like, I feel like kind of sucks these days, but he played good. Shaq Barrett played good, looking a little bit like the Bucks of old. Uh, they shut down Tennessee in this one. They did. Rashad White continues to be a, a surprise weapon on their yeah, offense. He, to get really all the he carries. Good, and like, fast. He did. Yeah. At least last like three or four weeks, he's kind of come, come up out of nowhere. Mike Evans was good in this game. Six catches, 143 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Baker still surprisingly been good this year. He's been pretty consistent. So, you know, the Bucks might have something moving forward, at least if they, you know, they want to keep rolling with Baker. Um, Cause again, he's, he's been pretty good. And the Titans, they are what they are. They're going to have a week where maybe they surprise you. Uh, catch a team off guard here and there, beat them with their defense. You know, Derrick Henry has has a big game or two, um, but he's in a weird spot too. Of course, right when I trade for him in fantasy, he he does this for me, so that was nice to see. Uh, my running back room and my work league continues to be an absolute disaster. Um, actually, just just moved him for uh, and somebody else for. I think it was Rashad White. Him and Rashad White for Alvin Kamara. So maybe that'll work out in the end. Um, but yeah, Derrick Henry. I feel like we moving forward, it's just going to be more of the same. One big week and then just completely disappoint you because his age is starting to show. Yeah, I, I'm very conscious of running back age in fantasy drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, Cardinals 25, Falcons 23, and I knew I should have picked the Cardinals. I knew I should have done it. Total letdown spot. Kyler didn't even play really good besides on the ground a little bit. Uh, James Conner. Okay. Did he come back this game? Was this his first game back or second yep. game back? Um, this was his first. Him and Kyler both came back at the same time. Trey McBride, another guy that got good fast. Um, good player in college, but took a little time. Uh, Bijan, good God, Bijan, got in the end zone. I'm so glad I didn't draft him this year. Um, Desmond Ritter came into this game, which I totally forgot until I just saw it on the outline. As did um, I. I didn't watch a ton of this game. Yep. But Kyler um, had that one crazy run, looked like vintage, you know, little whippersnapper Kyler running around <laughs> like a little squirrel on the field. And – um. <laughs> Yeah, the Cardinals won a game, and that helps the Patriots. So thanks, Cardinals. 
I don't mean to size shame, but the, some of this game that I caught on Red Zone, a couple of the scrambles and the runs he had, I was like, he's oh my so god, funny. I forgot so how funny. small he, he looks like a, like a toddler running around and out now there. Now Claude's out. I got we got to keep that in uh keep that in mind. Yeah, Cardinals. I got to I got re- to rely on him coming up because Josh Allen's on a bye. So oh goodness, good um, luck. And him and I hope mean, he, he's still Kyler. He can he can drop a a drop. The new Cod's opponent. not that good anyway. Yeah. If he's listening, don't I'm play so glad. it. Don't I'm not bother. buying it this year. You're Ryan, a millionaire. Don't Ryan, waste the seventy dollars. Permission to beat me up if I buy Call of Duty this year. Fair enough. Okay, hold me accountable. Okay. Um, Lions forty one, Chargers thirty eight. We had some points this week. A lot of points. You can't say that about every week. The Lions and Chargers, a slobber knocker, uh, as expected by most. You know, I'm I'm of the belief that, you know, a lot of games you expect to be really good kind of don't live up to the hype. But this Mm -hmm. one did live up to the hype. Lions and Chargers. um, David Montgomery played his balls off. So did Jameer Gibbs. Man, if they they keep that going, they're going to be an absolute nightmare to game plan for. And Amon Ra, come on. Like, Amon Ra... Sometimes is just the best receiver in the world. He's so maybe good. that's yeah. I mean, he drops a hundred yard games like it's like he, like they're nothing. He randomly picks games to be the best football player on the planet. Like mm-hmm. he when he is on, he's phenomenal. Um, Chargers played really good too, though. You know, you have to when you're uh, putting up this many points. Keenan Allen, you know, we're talking about Amon Ra with 156 and a touchdown. Keenan Allen had a 20 target game with 245 fucking yards or something crazy and yep. had 11 for 14 and 175 yards and two touchdowns dealing with an AC joint uh, sprain, but he's uh, say, expected just, to play. Just saw that pop up. Expected to play, which is nice. Good timing on that notification. Mm-hmm. Um, and Riley P- Patterson plays hero ball on this. You got to, I'm so happy for Lions fans. I really am. I don't have any contempt against the, um, the city of Detroit. So I like it. No, I mean, they're a fun team to watch right now. Obviously, it starts with the head coach down. Like you said, if you now both running backs are back, they're finally using Jameer Gibbs as they probably should have to start the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you said Amon Ra, if he continues to play like this, Goff, you know, plays well, doesn't make mistakes. Sam Laporta, I think, got into the end zone, but didn't have a crazy stat line in this game. Obviously, he's been great this year for them. You get games like this. I mean, they've shown they can beat teams on their defense. They've shown they can beat teams, you know, 41 to 30, it's a close game, but 41 points, you know, you, you can bludgeon a team to death here and there. Uh, Detroit is looking very scary on both sides of the ball, which again is crazy to say nothing against the lions, but I mean, their own fans know the misery that they have su- had to suffer through. I'm with you. It's great to see them finally good. Um, you know, again, or, you know, it's been a long time coming for them and it seems like they've got everything clicking right now. Yeah. And I, I can tell Matt's listening because he just added the lions defense in our league. So um, must have must have clicked something in his brain. The Giants and the Cowboys, forty-nine to seventeen. Can't believe the Giants even scored seventeen points. Just gonna say that. Good um, on them for their team total. I think was nine and a half. I came close. I'm like, I know as soon as I bet this, the under that they'll go over, and they did. So yeah. I'm glad I didn't waste money on that. Dak is maybe perhaps finally heard enough of the BS surrounding him. Don't know how much he hears of it, but uh, CD Lamb is playing like it at times, and seems to believe he is the best receiver in the league. And Brandon Cooks outperformed him. Maybe the, this might be might have been the best game of Brandon Cooks' career. I don't know what his career high is per game, uh, but he played phenomenal. CeeDee Lamb played phenomenal. That's just an insane amount of receiving yards for two guys. Uh, what's that, 20 receptions on 24, 24 targets for 324 yards and two touchdowns. Um, entirely preposterous. Just a game, you know. 
where you should do that against the Giants, mm-hmm. um, who are just out of the business right now. And um, they dominated them. And they did. It's been a rough year for the G-Men. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the funniest thing from this game, again, I've talked a lot about fantasy this week, and if my buddy Pat is listening, I'm going to take a shot at Pat. Um, because the funniest thing from this game was at one point, Saquon, I think he I was playing him this week. I beat him thanks to Keenan Allen um, and Austin Eckler. But wanted to blame Dak Prescott, who finished the game with 404 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, and actually, five touchdowns with the one on the ground. Uh, wanted to blame Dak Prescott for the reason he lost, not the fact that Saquon at one point had zero fantasy points. Um, I don't know who else was on his team that didn't play well, but yeah, just seeing him get mad at, at Dak. For, I, was, I think it was after the, the interception Dak threw, um, was already ready to write him off, and then to finish the, the game with 400-plus yards and five total touchdowns might not have been the reason why you lost the matchup, my friend. But just, mm. uh, again, if he's listening, take a shot at him uh, because it was funny to see on Sunday. Even my, even the commissioner was like, dude, what, what is Pat getting so pissed at Dak Prescott for? He's not the reason why he's losing. I'm like, I don't know. No, no, no. Just deflecting blame. I'll take your word for it. Commanders mm-hmm. um, and Seahawks, we get a QB battle in this one. Um, 29 to 26 Seahawks. Uh, Brian Robinson had a good day. Antonio Gibson hasn't really done a whole lot this year, but he had a good game as well at uh, he has some cleanup duties. And they combined for five touchdowns between them in almost 700 yards. Uh, pretty explosive game. I didn't really know what to expect. Probably something right around this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenneth Walker, as a little dicey at times lately, he had a good game. I'm a DK and Tyler Metcalf. Um, DK and Tyler Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Um, led Seattle's offense, as you have noted here, and Jason Myers uh, took over You know, in a close game like this. You need your kicker to shine. Um, Jason Myers did. This doesn't really like change. This game doesn't really change much about either team for me, though. No, I mean, I feel like the commanders have kind of done this all season. They've either, either been in games or gotten blown out. Um, you know, I've had some impressive performances. I think we, I think it's safe to say Sam Howell, pretty decent. Like he's not a guy that is gonna, you know, go out there and lose your football games at, at this point. You know, he's improved throughout the season. Uh, I wanted to say, I think I maybe jumped the gun a little bit on the Seahawks. I think two weeks ago, I said, you know, they were a team that doesn't seem like they really do anything all that poorly, you know, pretty well-rounded all around. And these last couple of weeks have been dicey for him. So mm-hmm. hand up, maybe jump the gun a little bit on the Seahawks, but they it's do. It's ironic that like you said, said that because the right hand up thing to the commanders fans too. That's have you seen true. that video? I have not. Love that video. Heard Look up right hand up commanders on Twitter. I'm sure you'll find that. That video makes right. me laugh. Very funny. And then the commanders too, they got, it looks like I got a, a pretty decent thing going. I know B, uh, B. John Robinson, I know Brian Robinson uh, got his touchdown through the air this week, but it seems like he's kind of been the, uh, the the main running back and then you know Antonio Gibson puts in a nice day in, in the passing game so a, a nice little one two punch there something they can maybe uh, rely on and if they ever, ever figure out their wide receiver situation because I feel like um you know Jahan Dotson didn't do a whole lot in this game might not have even had a catch mm-hmm. um, McLaurin was pretty good you know if they ever get those two guys going Curtis Samuel gets healthy Commanders might have a little something on the offensive ball uh, side of the ball not the flashiest names but it seems like guys that can put up decent stats uh, throughout the week or throughout the year. Yeah, they're they're slowly putting something together, but they have hiccups along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a new coach could help that. Um, I think so too. Personally, Eric Bieniemy's right there. Um, Raiders and Jets, a predictably bad game. Um, I live bet the Raiders at plus money though, so thank you. you uh, Josh Jacobs looking like himself from last year didn't get in the end zone, but uh, Devontae Adams. You got to hope if you're the Raiders that an 86 yard performance, you know, catapults him into like one of those like 
ridiculous 150 plus yard performances because that's what they were hoping for this season. That's what Devontae Adams was hoping for. Uh, mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson went toe for toe, toe to toe with him. Um, and you know, you, you need your kickers. It's another game. You need your kickers, and the kickers showed up, and this game stunk. This was a kicker's week. This was my. Um, I don't know what possessed me to tune in. Maybe I was just bored, like I said, to watch more Panthers and, and Bears game than I did Jets and Raiders. Um, I think maybe, uh, I can't even remember what I was doing Sunday night, but this was my uh, Bears-Panthers game. Did not watch really a second of this game because it didn't interest me all that much. No, I didn't. I can't, I watched can't get it. up it for Raiders-Jets. So, more so a background noise game. Yeah, I was exactly. a little sleepy, you know, mm-hmm. fading in and out. Um. You know, it's Sunday night. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work the next. Gotta day. Work in the morning. I think that's uh, what it was. I think my yeah first day of uh, work was Monday. So I do work from home on Mondays, though. To be fair, but you go. a little sleepy. You gotta, you gotta be sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, Broncos and Bills. Broncos and Bills. A game that definitely could have been a stinker, and you could say it was even with a decent amount of points. Um, especially at the end, leading to Ken Dorsey being fired. Um, mm-hmm. kind of maybe the wrong guy. Maybe the wrong guy. Maybe, maybe not. I think yeah. you could have made the case for either one. Uh, you can make the case for both not being there at all next year. Yeah. I think Sean McDermott is on the hot seat right now a little bit. A little bit hotter. Not like saying. Vrabel, Belichick level. Um, anyone else you might throw out there, go ahead. Uh, Javante Williams has quietly been very good the last few weeks. I just traded for him as well. Um, finally, we have a goal. I have the over in the Blue Jackets-Coyotes game. 0-0 first period, early second goal. Let's go. Um, Cortland Sutton. Been a weird year for Cortland Sutton. Like, I don't know. He's just big touchdown like, guy. That's pretty much he's it. He's kind of like, okay, like, he, he's alive after like a few bad weeks. I feel like mm-hmm. um, not reliable. Awesome touchdown Super. catch. Yeah. Oh my God. I for, almost forgot about that. That was freaking ridiculous. Uh, it's a, a toe trap, toe tap, toe drag. Uh, like you read about, like you dream about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Wilson was pretty good. He's like, when he has good games though, he's not like torching you through the air though. He's just like efficient, gets a couple touchdowns, like around the 200 yard. Uh, receiving uh, passing guards, Mark. And Mm -hmm. um, Josh Allen, I don't know what to make of Josh Allen besides the fact that he throws bad picks. And when he throws bad picks, um, they stand out because he's Josh Allen. He's got the name. He's got the recognition. He's in Bill's Mafia. Um, Is he a little bit of of Mac Jones with better marketing? I think so. Yep. I said this the other day. I'm like, he is a little bit. I'm not going to say He's approaching Mac Jones with a big arm because he throws some of the dumb. If it wasn't for Mac Jones, he would throw the dumbest interceptions in the NFL. I'm not afraid to say it. And oh, I like does. Josh Allen. He does. It, it yeah. hurts me. Maybe from a fantasy standpoint. I don't like the Bills, but I like Josh Allen. I like Stephon Diggs. Um, it, he throws some of the most inexcusable interceptions yeah. I've ever seen, excluding Mac Jones. Yeah, the brain falls out the back of the helmet. Really does. Sometimes. Um, it's kind of unbelievable. Great job uh, for the for the running game for the Bills. Can't say that every year. James Cook looked like he was going to be awesome, but he he's not this Didn't like start off great. He's not this uh, like I thought he was going to be automatic this year. He had some good games at the start. I feel like, but um, mm-hmm. he shows up. Latavius Murray gets into the end zone. Um, Stephon Diggs brother wants him out. Um, Josh Allen, Tell like me, you said, played bad, and um, a too many men on the field to take from a hockey term here. Um, has a new Josh Allen meme surfacing in the Bills. Bills in trouble. Bills this in is trouble. what they are. They're, but they're, they're lucky, a, though. They're, they're lucky, They're a dumb though, football because, team. Because it's not like the Dolphins have this huge lead at the top of the division, but the Bills are on the outside looking in. 
I think they also I thought the broadcast had a stat where they have maybe the third or the fifth hardest schedule for the rest of the way. So it's not going to be easy sailing Ooh. for Buffalo. This well, is what brother. they are at this point. <laughs> yeah. They still yeah. have the Patriots again though, right? That's true. I mean, yeah, that, well, I think ooh, that should. Ooh, ooh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe the Patriots sweep the Bills. That would be hilarious. Well, but I was going to so say that, that. This is where, if you're a Bills fan, you got to be sitting there pulling your hair out because, like, we're, we're not playing well right now. You see what the Patriots are, and the Patriots have one of the one of their two wins against the Bills. Like, th- this is the season the Bills are having, and they're a dumb football team. Like, to watch the end of that game and to see. Which I thought was I couldn't believe how just quickly the dumbest team on the football field changed from the Broncos deciding to try to run the field goal unit out there while time is ticking down and rightfully so you miss it so I wanted to laugh about that um, but then you have the the stupidity of the Bills to put too many men on the field give them another chance and win the football game so it, it was crazy to me to watch the end of that game both teams wanted to lose it as much you know as they tried to again with with the Broncos being dumb just not. Take using their timeout to to put the kicker out there normally, um, and then the Bills being the Buffalo Bills with a, a stupid penalty at the end in a game they turned the ball over four times. You deserve to lose, and this is what Buffalo is at this point. Now I, I'm sure they'll come out, and who are they playing? Is they, they play the Jets next week? I'm sure after saying all this, they'll come out and blow doors off the Jets, and everyone will be like, "Oh, the Bills are back." But at no, this man. point, I don't know. I, I think this this is kind of what they are. I think you brought up the the whole dig situation. You're one or two more performances in, in shaky games like this from him blowing up, wanting out. You know, if t- this season oh, yeah, goes down the drain, they they miss the playoffs. I think he's done in Buffalo. He's uh, he's not shy about um, showing no, his emotions. Not. You could say he's one of the least shy in the league. Cause he's he's been pissed when they lose in the playoffs. Times. I can't imagine yeah. what he's going to look like if and they He'll miss. yell at Josh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's get into week 11, Ryan, shall sure. we? Um, we on went the season, really quick. Yeah, go ahead. You are ninety four and fifty five. I am eighty eight and sixty one. You went nine and five. I went seven and seven. And we'll start Had a bounce with back the game win last tonight. week. Bengals and Ravens. It feels good to have a good Thursday night football game for once. Mm-hmm. Um, at least on the surface, it could be shit. Um, I will, I'll really go back and forth in this, but I'm going with the Ravens. Really on vibes, you know. Mm-hmm. A, after these blowouts, and then. The Browns beat them. I don't know. I don't know. Just Ravens, and I'm not going to think about it anymore. It is a weird spot. For both. Te- yeah, that's my that's my uh, my takeaway. Um, it's a weird spot because both these teams are coming off of tough losses. Obviously, the Bengals need the game more than the Ravens do. So you think they would come out and play harder at, on on the road? Um, but, but you know they got a couple of, of big injuries. Guys not playing tonight. T Higgins is out again. Um, you saw the result of what happened with the offense last week when that happened. Ravens looking to bounce back. I think same thing at home. They'll they'll find a way to win this game. I wanted to pick a split so bad because I, I feel like at least at the start of the year, I picked that as well. Uh, both these teams split with each other, but Ravens right now playing a little better than the Bengals are. I'm going to take them. Yep. Yep. Cowboys, Panthers. Don't overthink it. It's the Cowboys. Panthers. Panthers might not win another game. Panthers um, at home. Panthers at home. Yeah, just kidding. No, Sorry, Carolina fans. Sorry, Carolina I, I need to get fans. I need to get right game here for Tony Pollard again. I've been talking a lot of fantasy tonight. Thought it was going to come last week against the Giants. It didn't. Please get like find the end zone, man. Get me feeling good about having Tony Pollard again. Like I, I know you said you're lucky. Are you glad you didn't you didn't draft Bijan? Uh, kind of regretting to, uh, dropping Tony Pollard here, but give me something this week. Light up the Panthers as, as you should because they suck. There. Fair, all fair. 
Uh, Steelers Browns having some fun with this one. Going with the tie. Don't know if yeah. I take the tie this year. There just there has to be a tie. There has to. Um, this game going to happen last Thursday. This guy, this game is going to be awful. Um, the Steelers being six and three makes no sense. You could make the case for the Browns a little bit too. Uh, maybe they're more of a five and four. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really going on a limb here. I'm going to go with the tie. I'm going to take the Browns at home. I know, obviously, they just lost to Sean Watson. Like, what is P.J. Walker at this point? But What's football I, if you don't have some fun with your picks? You know? Exactly. I did it last week in an arguably worse game. Not arguably, a definitely worse game in the Panthers and and the uh, the Bears. But I'm going to go with the Browns here at home. Uh, I think just a slightly better defense than the Steelers. Um, I think they, they can, you know, make Kenny Pickett make mistakes. Could see the Steelers coming out, and if, if they're able to run the ball against Cleveland, uh, then they might take it. But I just think the Browns' defense is, is going to hold down uh, both Najee and Jalen Warren. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they'll uh, be able to run the ball a ton as much as last week, which just contributes to my feelings on a tie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Browns, I don't know if they're really going to put up much points. Uh, Lions and Bears. I think the Bears are going to make this interesting defensively. It just feels like, well, you know, they, they get up for. I thought you were going to say with Justin Fields back. Like, he's back. He's playing. They'll. This just has the vibes of like, not the Lions playing down, but like the Bears show up. You know they're they're playing for pride now. You know if you're the Bears too, you have the number one pick locked up at this point. Why not try and why not try and beat the Lions? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean this this screams trap game to me for sure. Yeah, and again, does it, does like, with Fields it? coming back too, could want to you know go out and ball out. Yeah. Um, Lions, as you said, could overlook them. Lions are at home like this. Everything is leading up for a trap game. Lions are at home, been playing better. The Bears struggling, like you said, probably just trying to get to the end of the season at this point. Um, maybe trying to figure out what Justin Fields is these last few weeks. Uh, but I'm going to go against that, everything I just said. I'm going to take the Lions because, um, again, they, they've been playing great. I just did a whole spiel on them being able to win uh, in more ways than one. So I'm taking them. Very fair. Charging the Packers. I don't like the Packers this year, so I will thus pick the Chargers. Nothing else. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Chargers too. Again, they they need a get right game. I think that'll come against the Packers, who you should be able to limit Jordan Love because he is average to below average at best. Yeah, like the the Chargers need to figure out shit on defense because they really do. They have games. They this team this year were like you can't, you should be able to count on them offensively to put enough of enough points to win. But the, you know they fuck up things coaching wise. Their defense in terms of efficiency. I saw some tweet that like. Um, it was like defensive EPA and something else. They're like bottom seven in the league in every category and like these efficiency things for defense. And it, it just like, this is a team with a, a Bosa brother and Khalil Mack that should wreak havoc more than they do. Uh, mm-hmm. That's really as simple as it gets. They are a weird act, team. You know? Yeah, for sure. They're so weird. Um, Cardinals and Texans. I don't think the Cardinals have enough to beat the Texans. Um, I think, you know, they're going to be riding high. The Cardinals, you know, had their moment last week, but I don't know. I'm feeling the Texans. I love the Texans this year. I do think the Cardinals will, you know, keep pace at least early on, or if not, you know, make a run at the end. One of those things will happen, and they'll make it interesting, but I think the Texans win. I do, too. It'd be fun to see if this is this turns into a, a Kyler versus C.J. Stroud shootout, but I, I just think the Texans far better. Cardinals are still trying to, you know, figure some things out, get some guys, you know, healthier than they are. Um, you know, maybe Kyler was a hundred percent that last game, but like you said, he didn't really play like it. So maybe he's still trying to find his way back. Uh, I think the Texans are able to, to grab one here pretty easily. 
Yeah, and I'm worried about the Titans this year, Ryan. I've I've said a lot of Rabel, but I right now it's it's more game. so the Jaguars than the Titans right now. This just feels mm-hmm. like a game the Jaguars lose, but I'm going with This them. could be your tie game in all honesty. Like Ooh. would not surprise me. Ooh, but I, I'm gonna stay I'm gonna go with the Jaguars, especially after la- like getting embarrassed last week. They I just talked about bounce back games for a couple of teams. Um, but this screams you need a bounce back game here, and I think they're able to do it at home uh, versus a, a a lackluster and faltering Titans team. Do it for Adam Gaudet, friend of the program. For sure, um, yep. He's a Jaguars big Jags fan. fan for some reason. He was at the game last week and not happy. Um, I can't imagine he was. Um, him and him and his him and his girlfriend were there. I felt bad for him. Um, shout out to them. Raiders and Dolphins. Um, Dolphins at home. I feel like they're a decent home team. Uh, the Raiders buy. got some swagger. I really wanted to pick them, but I I can't do it. I just can't. I'm going with no, the Dolphins. Not, not with I that secondary be... against this team. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like the Dolphins are going to have one of those like, you know, obviously Broncos level where they beat the shit out of the Broncos. But I feel like the Dolphins for a little while have been due for a big offensive explosion, like a 180 yard game from Tyreek. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's this week. Um, I feel like they're due for like a 40 point game soon and it might be this week or well, it's a shootout with well. the Raiders. It, it, this is a shootout or the Dolphins score 40 points to me. I I think this is the, the and maybe a shootout comes with 40 points and the maybe. Raiders score like 35. Um, but I'm, I'm going Dolphins here, but I, I think the Raiders are going to play spirited football and try to make the playoffs here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they got five wins right now. It's not out of the question. I um, it looked pretty bad a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so, but I'm going Dolphins. I think they're going to try to have a spirited effort. I don't think it's going to be the case. I think the Dolphins are just going to, you know, again, everything is stacking up here for the Dolphins. Coming off a bye, getting a guy like A-Chain back, so now you have a two-headed monster there. Three, if you want to throw in Jeff Wilson Jr. What's up? Barring a setback. Okay, so barring a setback, sure. Um, You know, pretty much everybody, big-name guy, was held in check against Kansas City a couple weeks ago, so Tyreek Hill is going to want to bounce back. Jalen Wall is going to want to bounce back. Tua, same thing. Uh, I'm leaning more towards the Dolphins are going to blow doors off the Raiders in this game. Kind of a, a comeback down to earth game for the Raiders. Uh, you know, take out the the victory cigars, you know, put the lighters away for at least one week. Um, Cause this is all Dolphins here. Yeah, I get you. I can see that happening as well. Giants commanders. Um, the commanders, I think will win this one handily. The Giants are just, Giants suck. Um, it's over. And uh, the commanders, you know, might try and salvage something here. They sold off, but like, could they get in the playoffs? Maybe, maybe this is a good a way to start. Go right. if they want to, um, nope. and I think they will win at home. Yeah, I'm not going to trust a team that's run by Tommy DeVito. So it's Commanders yeah. all day. It's Sam Howell. Sam Howell's good. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's the perfect good quarterback right now. But he has For some sure. great yep. games. He's he's approaching maybe great territory if he keeps this up a little more. We'll evaluate at the end of the season. I think with him, Bucks mm-hmm. and 49ers. Is it weird? Do you want to go Bucks here? Is it weird? No, I'm shaking my head the wrong way. And then the Bucks defense shows up, keeps it a little close. Maybe the Niners win by like a touchdown or a field goal late. I don't know. I mean, I can't pick the Bucks. Might not be the craziest thing. No, not straight up, but it might not be craziest. The craziest thing to uh, bet the Bucks for uh, the spread. Yeah, I might. I might. I I like the point you're making here, but uh, okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to stick with the 49ers like you did, um, you know, getting some guys back healthy. You said it perfectly. Uh, you know, Debo comes back. 
Brock Purdy gets his safety blanket back. I know Debo, like you said, didn't have the greatest game, but maybe there's a correlation there. The offense started to look a little better. I think Trent Williams was back as well, so that obviously helps a ton. Um, and you got to think CMC is going to want to get back in the end zone and start another streak, so I think he you know, might put up a, a, a touchdown, two-touchdown performance here. Uh, the 49ers end up getting this one. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Bills and Jets. The Bills can't lose this game, right? I wanted to pick the Jets very I badly. I did too. Yeah, I think I think it's over for the Bills. I think their championship window is closed and they can't locked lose shut. This game. They just can't. Then that's that's where my mind went after that. This is the definition of a must-win game. You also just can't lose two games in the same season to the Jets. Like, is it a must-win or can't lose? Ooh, that's a good question. Can you imagine that the season for the Buffalo Bills would be three or five losses? More of a can't lose. If it was fair. later in the season, it's a must win. Absolutely. I think this fair. is a little more of a can't lose, right? I just think it'd be hilarious that, you know, if they go to five and five, three of their five losses have come two to the Jets and one to the Patriots. Like, <laughs> just cancel the season at that point. Ow. That Oof. would not be good. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, Seahawks and Rams. Seahawks and Rams. It's been a little, a little dicey since Super Cooper Cup came back. He hasn't quite been consistent, Cooper Cup. Puka Nakua has had, you know, it's come back down to earth a little bit too. This is the Seahawks. I think the the wheels are falling off a little bit on the Rams. Kyron Williams getting hurt at a bad time has hurt them. Maybe he comes back soon. They're just dysfunctional. The Rams, you, they're hard to rely on. I can't pick them against the Seahawks right now, but they are at home. So maybe there's something there. I don't. I thought I saw Stafford might play, so maybe that's something to that too. If people want to take that the too. Rams. Maybe Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua get going Please again. Watch like Carson Wentz play. Oh, that'd be funny. So I hate Carson Wentz, as we know. If Carson, Wentz plays, if Carson Wentz plays, it's Seahawks in a route. But maybe they keep it close with, with Stafford. But I'm with you. I'm taking the Seahawks. I just I can't trust the Rams. You said it. They're, they're way too streaky. Um, you know, Too many inconsistencies, too many injuries. Uh, give them the Seahawks all day and twice on Sunday. Okay. All right. I'll remind you, but twice Thank on you. Sunday. Um, Sunday Night Football, Vikings at Broncos. I really want to pick the Broncos when I'm going with the Vikings because I don't like picking the Broncos because they are unreliable and weird. I kind of hate – like, I hate this pick now that I'm looking at it again. I hate – we just talked Wait, up what? Joshua Mark Dobbs. Mark already concussed? Yeah, I was going to say that after you finish this. There's uh, I forgot to turn the game on. Yeah, um, kind of a situation. He got hit. I didn't see it really outside of him kind of just laying on the field and everyone immediately, like, took off, dropped helmets, dropped to a knee. So not a – a good-looking situation at the moment. I'll keep an eye on that. But uh, when they went to commercial, it was oh, not looking like a, a good thing there. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys that's had a few as well. Has he? Okay. Uh, maybe not a few, maybe like one or two, but mm-hmm. I'm almost certain he's got some history. So that yeah. stinks. The guy, he's had such a weird, a weird go with staying healthy lately. I feel bad for him because he's fucking awesome when he's mm-hmm. on top of his game. But it's been hard he's for him to get. Best tight end in the league when he's healthy. There. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm taking the go to go back to it quick. I'm taking the Broncos in this one. Um, you said it earlier. I think they figured some things out with Javante Williams. Um, you know, Courtney Sutton has been a touchdown machine this season when he gets into the end zone. Uh, and you summed it up perfectly too. Like Russell Wilson isn't going to light you up on the score sheet anymore, but he has these just really, really efficient average games, which is kind of funny to, to think about. Um, I think that the Broncos find a way to win a close one here. Yeah, I don't know. This one's weird, but. The Vikings are winning games. I can't pick against Josh Dobbs. Can't mm-hmm. do it. Um, Quick update on on Andrews. Uh, he is walking off the field, kind of limping under his own power. Did have a couple of guys around him, so that's kind of good to see. I'm trying to see the replay here. If he just 
Oh yeah, he went like head first in the ground, so he didn't get like blindside hit or anything. Just kind of a. Uh, like, I feel like we're seeing that more with concussions than anything else. Just the the guys hitting the turf at full force more so than getting blindsided or their clock cleaned or anything like that, which is not great. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Um, Monday Night Football, though, you said, again, to, to poorly transition back. No, that's okay. Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl rematch at the Chiefs. Um, it's so weird that I have um, – I have questions about the Eagles, and I don't really know what they are. I, I don't watch them – of course, when A.J. Brown goes sicko mode, that's astonishing. But their defense is good. Jalen Hurts is good, but he's he's not lighting the world on fire every week. He's pretty damn good, though. Mm-hmm. The Eagles are really good, but, like, they're not, like, top team in the league, no doubt for me. They're Which is weird. crazy to say about an 8-1 and one team. It really is. It's so but weird. I get where you're I, coming from. The, they're, they're very inconsistent for an 8-1 and one team. Now, they have these lapses in judgment where it's like, you should not be getting away with some of these games that you are, but they keep finding ways to win. That's why I'm going to pick them in this one, and I hate it because every time I've picked against the Chiefs, uh, they have either blown out the team I picked or just, just beaten them. So wouldn't surprise me now if Kansas City wins if your pick is right here. But I'm going to stick with the Eagles. They get some revenge for that Super Bowl um, and maybe shut some people up that are starting to think that the Chiefs are the best team in football again. See, I'm just hoping for a good game here. Hoping both teams have fun. Um, yeah, this is real quick on that too. Like this screams. We saw it in the Dolphins and and um, Chiefs game a couple weeks ago. Like screams should be a phenomenal game, and has all the makings of potentially being a letdown. If you know this comes into a defensive game, or for some reason Mahomes and and Hurts make you know dumb mistakes, which I don't think they will. But I don't know. Like this is a game that you really should get up for, and then could very you hope doesn't, but might maybe disappoint you i don't know why i was in the wrong frame of mind i was like why the fuck isn't this game on cable um <laughs> trying to put it onto my monitor here up to the side um what's next bruins bruins yeah that's it for football unless you had any other thoughts the only thing from really? uh thursday night football is to no surprise ravens got down to the goal line and gus edwards ran one in because he's a touchdown machine as well so ravens are up seven of them i knew i should have picked him again um, that's on me. I love Gus. He's he's awesome. And his name's Gus. How can you not like it, Gus? Um, Bruins. They played two games. So not a whole lot to talk about. Stupid NHL schedule. Stupid ass schedule. Um, they lost an OT to Montreal, which I certainly didn't expect, but it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Swimming played okay. Um, they got they barely outshot him. Wasn't the best game. Wasn't the worst. Um. Nice tip by Zaka early. Felt like it might have been a blowout. Wasn't the case, though. I'm saying it wasn't the case a lot. Um, repeating myself, echo chamber. Okay. Uh, great shot by Suzuki on a screen. Evens it up. Um, Gallagher scores on the classic Gallagher goal before. Unleashing something in Swayman, it, it appeared. And then he got up in Swayman's face. And Swayman did, what is the madman? I think it's a clip from Mad Men. He's like, I feel bad for you. I don't think about you at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so just not even looking at him, not even acknowledging him, which is just alpha. Um, I love he's developing some sicko tendencies. Went after Jamie Psycho Ben a little Swayman. bit against the stars, a little shove. Um, sicko Swayman, uh, sicko man, sicko mode. Um, someone put him on the on the sicko mode album cover with the, the big uh metal or the big gold statue mm-hmm. or whatever. It's okay. like one of those, it's like 
whatever you call like the Fortnite apple or the Fortnite burger. It's like one of those things that it's Travis Scott's head. Put him on that. Put gotcha. him on sicko mode. It'll be sway mode. Um, I don't know, man. My brain's fucking dumb. I sometimes <laughs> this happens to me. Um, I'm sure there is one or two people following what you are saying right now. Yeah, so. I don't know, man. Sometimes... There's someone sitting watching going, yes, I get exactly yes. what he's talking about. And I'm glad he Ign- brought those points up. Ignore my ignore my rambling. Someone's um, doing uh, the SpongeBob and Patrick meme of write that down, write that down. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Uh, Marshawn scores in the power play. Good awareness to slip behind the D, scoring for, uh, you know, back door there. Nice little stretch pass in the offensive zone. Uh, but a loose puck hits off a group of sticks out front, and Kaden Gooley scores his first of the year. Um, he's been phenomenal for them this year, I'd say. Uh, wins it in OT. Tough loss. Not the end of the world. You lose at the Bell Center sometimes. Um, that happens. Actually, with the Buffalo game, need to pull up the stat. I did some research on. You know, you know, I'm, you know, my interest has peaked when I research a stat like this. The Bruins beat the Sabers five to two, and let me tell you about the Bruins and the Sabers. It's no, um, not November, October fourth, twenty eighteen. They have oh, outscored the Sabers ninety five to thirty seven, and are twenty one two and one. That's ridiculous. Someone needs to fix the Wikipedia page and the owner of the Buff. I'm shocked it hasn't happened yet. You might probably might have. There's your homework for the you did math homework to get that stat. Now I'm gonna have you do some written homework and go uh update the Wikipedia page for the Buffalo Bills to have the Bruins as their owner um after a stat like that. No, it's fake news. Um oh. Bruins went five to two, moved to twelve, one and two. Olmark makes thirty two saves and thirty four shots against his old team. Dan Hyden scored. Nice to see. First time in a while on the Bruins. Felt good. Um I love him. He's been so good. Yeah, he's like, been so quietly, quietly good. good. Like, yeah, he's just this is this is what he is. He's proven the last few years this is what he is, and this is why you should have signed him. I'm so happy he's back. Um, mm-hmm. This is a classic close proximity to that type of Dan Hyden goal. I get to use my memes again. It makes me so happy. I have lots there of you go. That works. memes. Love the goal. Love the why is he holding the goal light at like the some the, the NHL headquarters? Or something I don't know, um, <laughs> but I love that picture. It makes me smile. Uh, Matthew Potter, a little bit of a little bit of a drought. Um, we're going to this one, but he gets a secondary assist um, on that goal, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Pasta scores one timer. Like to see more of that. Um, I, like I said last week, I feel like we haven't seen the one timer as much. We got to get him those looks more. I think. Um, Linus Olmark went uh, Dominic Hasek mode and went out there. Um, he deserved a, a tertiary assist there. Uh, did, leads, yeah. That that disruption by him leads to a breakout. Uh, Carlo Depasta. Uh, Carlo up to Pasta Zaka, and then it ends up back on Carlo's stick. He buries in a little tic-tac-toe with the Czech boys. Um, not a typical weird Brandon Carlo goal for his first one, but he he loves right. scoring weird goals more so than anybody on the team. Uh, this time, not so much. But it's always like it's always like a weird vibe when he scores. Like I feel like everybody's like, yeah, yeah, Carlo. Everybody's like fired mm-hmm. up normally, but like it's like, oh, Carlo scored. Ha, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, yep. He just doesn't do it, but that's another guy, dude. Brandon, Brandon Carlo, you can make the case, has been the best defense one of the Bruins this year. Yeah, he really hasn't had any bad moments. I mean, I feel like there's, at least in years prior, there's been a couple games where it's out there and people just want to hate on the guy because he played poorly for one game, which is always funny. Yeah. Everyone wants to lose their minds over it. Oh, um, no, Bruins fans? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't react about anything. Um, oh. But, no, he's been great this year. Again, obviously having McAvoy down these last couple of games, he stepped up big, so that's been good to see. Yeah, we've seen a little low ride McAvoy, and you know, low ride. You know, he he's good, but um, you know, he still has some work to do in the, def- the defensive zone. And people are going to freak out when Grizzly comes back. But I think low ride is eventually going to go back down. 
Mm-hmm. There could have been a scenario where they didn't really have an opportunity to give this to Laura unless he forces himself up here with his play. And speaking of guys who might do that, uh, Fabian Lysel is kind of playing his ass off from the sounds of it. So maybe we see some Fabian Lysel soon. I'd love that. Uh, join his fellow sweet Oscar Steen, who's playing pretty nice. Uh, but I- I'm expecting Mason Lowry. I'm just giving people the warning. If you're going to get mad about it, don't. This is a guy who started Bruins playing fans overreact? No. Um, unconfirmed. I'm pretty sure Ty Anderson said this on his podcast once. I believe Mason Lowry started playing defense when he was 17. Jesus. So okay. he, the fact that he's where he is, is remarkable. And pr- primo minutes on an AHL defensive core that's not super deep this year is going to do him well. He'll be fine. These games could have come in two months if it wasn't for an injury. The fact that he got an early an early glimpse, he's got some good pointers, I'm sure, from the coaching staff, from his teammates, little taste, little maturity up here. It's going to serve him well. He gets sent down. I promise you it's fine. I promise you it's fine. Um, he'll be okay. Oscar Steen is doing what he can to – make himself stick around as the 13th forward. And I think he should at this rate. Um, when everybody's back, um, I think there's a scenario where you, you can fit Oscar Steen in as the 13th forward. He's outplayed Patrick Brown. Uh, they're going to keep Lovko around. They're going to keep Lucic around. But Lucic is taking a little more time to come back than they expected. So that's okay. I mean, they're not, like, losing their minds about Lucic. Let him heal. You know, he's he's getting older. He's got a lot of weight on that frame. He's got a foot injury. Like, if he needs to recover from it a little extra, let him do it. Because you don't want that re-aggravated. Because if it gets re-aggravated, you might not see him again this year. Um, Steen with a snipe. Lindholm, who's had a little bit of a rough season. He's been playing better lately. Scores on a point shot. Maybe gets the confidence boosted. Um, uh, Victor Olofsson pads his stats late in the game. A couple of nice goals. But it didn't matter. Bruins dominated this one pretty thoroughly. Um, needed Marshawn for a parlay. Uh, I hate Soapbox. Why can't you put point scores in NHL parlays? Uh, same game parlays. Besides the fact that that would bankrupt the sports books, um, I don't get it. It, for you. it yeah. just it it deincentivizes doing same game parlay because I'm not just gonna pick first here period money line, fucking this puck line and whatever. That's boring. Why can't you do point scores? Change, change. We're gonna start a narrative here. Um, I fucking hate it. It it I it just like it makes them not fun. All you can pick is goals. Goal goal scores are hard to pick. Um, it sucks. Hate it. Um. Hmm. Very dumb. Little known fact. Uh, Playing in front of the home fans, almost better than a score. Glad I didn't. Fourth liner. Johnny Beecher was 73.3% at the dot. A guy that struggled at times. The guy's still learning on the dot a little bit at the NHL level. Johnny Beecher. What a performance. He was soaking it in before the game on the bench. Pretty cool moment. I think I believe he's from Elmira, uh, New York. So, very cool. Sure, he had a lot of family there. Zaka and McAvoy finish with two points, and Pasta has three, and the Bruins take care of business. And the Atlantic Division play does not stop there because they have Montreal again on the 18th. Yes, we have two more days to wait to watch the Bruins still. So fucking dumb. ridiculous. Like, this is so preposterous, and then they're going to have, like, eight games in 12 seconds at some point in the next month. Um so stupid. We know the deal with the Canadians now. They're a little scrappy, maybe a little bit better than we expected. Cole Caulfield's very good. Dickhead, though, um, needed him to get a point for a four-leg parlay. Eight shots on goal, no points um, to complete that one for me. Sucks. Um, he leads them in scoring. They're 7-7-2, seven, seven though, six in the Atlantic. Tampa will be a really good test. Nik- Nikita Kucherov is 
playing like his ass is on fire. Uh, you know, I think at times we've seen with Tampa, you know, the miles of so many long playoff runs get to them a little bit. Vasilevsky's been hurt, but they're still Tampa. They're still explosive. This is a really good test for the Bruins. Um, and yeah, we'll see if maybe Vasilevsky plays in this game. Haven't seen anything about him lately. Don't even know if he's close, but I saw him hit the ice. So something to monitor because they don't play that game for another four days. So a lot can change in four nice. days. Yeah. Um, Nikita Kudrov, though, um, playing very good. He has 23 points in 15 games. Landing struggling a little bit, you know, six, six, and four. Uh, fifth place in the Atlantic. And the Florida Panthers may be over, 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 overachieving a little bit. Um, they are 10-4-1, 21 points, still without Montour and Reinhardt, which is extra impressive. Uh, not Reinhardt. Reinhardt's in the outline, though. Uh, Montour and Ekblad uh, trying to lock them up as well. Uh, to extensions as well as Gustav Forsman. That's a lot of business to do on defense, but they got a lot of guys on expiring deals. So uh, that's okay. Sam Reinhardt has played very, very good this year. Looking like that second overall pick he was drafted to be by Buffalo. Uh, he's a monster this year. He's scoring at will, it seems. Um, surprisingly good. This will be another good test for the Bruins, and that's okay um, mm-hmm. because it'll serve them well in the future, and especially with guys like Mason Little Rye up. Um, if you're getting him against a better competition, that'll help him more. So, Ryan, I'm feeling pretty good. Jeremy Swayman, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about him playing like the best goalie in the world. There's not a ton to complain about. Maybe he's got a shot at the Vesna. I'd say, though, 5-on-5 five five scoring needs to tick up a little bit. Um, and they started that with Buffalo. So maybe they, mm-hmm. they carried in um, some big divisional games coming up. Overall, feeling good. Like the fourth line, Heinen Beecher Steen. Uh, we've seen Lauko back. That was great uh, to see. He's got the cage on. Uh, we're going to see more and more uh, um, like neck guards and stuff. I saw it was some kid playing in juniors had an injury, a cut to his neck that was mitigated by a neck guard. So he got That's stitches, awesome. patched up, could have been worse. Um, I, I can actually pull it up. It's in my Instagram DMs. A friend of mine sent me that today. Um, let's see. Just for because I feel like nobody's talking about it. Otherwise, I, I didn't wouldn't even know really, about like, it. Yeah. Let's dive into it. Um, let's see here. Uh, this is tweeted by HEO officiating program. U16 AAA player saved by net guard after cut uh cut by skate during a game. Um I'm trying to see if there's a name here. Yeah, the name is a link, but the kid's got stitches across his neck, and um, it was mitigated by the neck guard. So we are seeing shit happen. I feel like I tweeted about it. I can find that tweet, too, um, of an NHL player who had a close call as well. It's not only player safety. It's to the point where if somebody does die, you have lawsuits on your hands. Mm-hmm. You have a PR nightmare and something that will negatively affect your league forever. And the conscience of someone dying on the ice on you, it's not worth it anymore. Especially with this, this story needs to be out there more. I'm putting it out here on the airwaves now. Um, it's too scary. It's too risky to to gamble with. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's again, we talked about it when we you know, the stuff first came out. Like, it's not something that's like big and clunky that you're going to, it's going to affect you that you have to wear. Like, I feel like it's something that everybody should easily be able to adjust to and not have a problem with. Yeah, it's, it's just not worth the risk. I'm trying to find this tweet here. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Uh, 
I can't find it. Um, I feel like, yeah, whatever. Um, something happened. Maybe somebody who's listening can tweet us about it. But I remember Mm -hmm. tweeting about it. I just can't find it. Um, yeah. I mean, not everybody's gonna want to do it. But like, would you rather be dead? We've talked. We beat this horse to death. Would you rather be dead? It's really what it comes down to at this point. Mm -hmm. It's crazy too the timing. You know, Adam Johnson dies from the incident. Um. There's, you know, legal stuff going on right now. Suspicion of manslaughter uh, with Matt Petgrave. He's been arrested. Um, and now you have the thing with Lauco that happened before. The incident I'm forgetting about was somebody else in the NHL and this U16 AAA player who realistically could have died. Like, mm-hmm. actually. Got stitches on his neck. Like, not the area you want to have stitches. No. Uh, very, He's very fortunate. Let's let's just end this. This shouldn't extend much longer. Yeah, safety above all for sure. Welcome to my TED talk. That's that's <laughs> gonna be all. It's just not worth it, man. It's not. Nope, I'm gonna repeat myself, really but you know, if you've tuned out at this point, whatever. Um, that's the end of the show, though. Um, on a little Reminder, bit of a, of a dark note week. with neck injuries and potential death, but it it needs to be talked about. We we had a good amount of people that listen to the show. It needs to be talked about. Um, and this will be, you know, broadcast across the world for anybody to listen to. So, mm-hmm. um, feel something worth talking about. Bruins are good. We'll see what happens. Some important divisional games coming up. Fives are good. Get some revenge on Montreal. Get some revenge. And now uh, we'll talk about it in two weeks for anybody who missed the, maybe the middle disclaimer. And then we will not, <laughs> yeah. be, we will not yep. be live next week. We'll put out a tweet as well. Um, mm-hmm. at some point around Thanksgiving, but, um, we will not be live next week. I'll be traveling. Thanksgiving you stuff the day before. And obviously, the Thanksgiving holiday itself. Um, happy Thanksgiving to everybody who celebrates at first um, before we get into the outro here. But thank you so much for listening, as always. Um, you can find us wherever you find your podcast. You can find us on Twitter. Um, you can find us on the Full Press Covered YouTube and Twitch channels. Um, on Twitter, at Mike underscore Craddy, at Ryan underscore Savage, and the show at Selling Craddy Pod. Haven't posted on TikTok lately, but uh, maybe we'll get back on that. You know us if you listen to the show, we post when we want to. Uh, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Um, yeah, stay safe, stay healthy. Enjoy the food, enjoy the football, enjoy the family and all that good stuff. Uh, drive safe, you know, Thanksgiving. People like to booze. Be safe, be smart. Don't be dumb. Um, you don't want a tragedy around the holidays because um, that wouldn't be good. So be smart. Um, we'll talk to you next week. See you then. Or two weeks. See you then. Two weeks. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> sorry, people. Sorry if, you, sorry if that was a tease. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.